We had a rule in our house when we were little. If you if you didn't finish your dinner, your supper, as we called it, if you didn't For, finish your supper, they my parents would take uh, like cellophane. Wrap up your meal, stick it in the fridge, and you had to eat it for breakfast. Oh, yes. right. Yes. So it was, yeah. yeah. So you learned to uh, not waste, are, right? Sure. Are we long lost brothers? I yeah. Think I still... These are all the same exact so fucking story. That's the worst I... thing was when I remember if you had like cube steaks, which were right. hard to chew as a six year old when they were hot. It <laughs> <laughs> was such a piece of shit part of the whatever the, the cow is a bad Eating guy. that for fucking breakfast while everyone else is having yeah. waffles, <laughs> and you got that in green, half eaten green bean casserole. God. But that was that that was normal too. I you know that uh, would be considered abuse. Dude, I my s- mother one time was driving down the street. My two youngest brothers were just were acting up, and she goes, "I swear to God, if you don't two knock, if you two don't knock it off, I'm pulling over to the side of the road and I'm spanking your bare butts right on the side of the road." And they just kept going. They kept going. And my mother pulled over, spanked their bare ass on the side of the road. And all I remember was people driving by, blowing the horns, like, laughing their ass <laughs> off. <laughs> Dude, nowadays they you would call a cop they immediately. Film oh, you're it, arrested. They yeah. film it and they take your kids away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code OPOPIE. Is the Wi-Fi is the Wi-Fi bad? I'm gonna have to get Mike to come to my house to to work on my Wi-Fi because I I thought I could take care of it myself. But in the year 2022, right? All right, here's here's this old gag. It's a it's a bit that's been done a million times, but um. You got the James Webb telescope basically going back to the beginning of time with those pictures, right? And uh, those those pictures are crystal clear. I think the uh, I think the telescope is something like a million miles from Earth, and it's just snapping away and sending us pictures that are just glorious. And me, I can't get uh, more than one bar on my Wi-Fi in the year 2022. Get the hell out of here, man! What the hell is that about? Uh, what's up, uh, Ryan? Good morning from Georgia. Good morning. Kind of regretting that I didn't take a shower or wash my face or comb my... Look, I, what, the, what is this thing? I guess I, I guess you just pat it all down. How's the back, Ope? Uh, what's up, Mex? Well, that's why I haven't been around. This, this back is... Uh, well, I'll tell you what happened. I started feeling good. I pulled my back really, really bad about, uh, what are we up to? Uh, I've, I've lost track of time. When you live at the beach, I don't know if it's June, July, or I don't know what day it is, but um, about two and a half weeks ago, over the weekend, I was starting to feel good. I'm like, I'm good now. I was about 80% better, right? And that ocean was taunting me. <laughs> my kids were in, haven't swam with my kids in a while, and we're hanging out with some friends that we know out here. And I'm like, I gotta go for a swim. It'll be good therapy for the back. I walk into that ocean, right? Within seconds, I got crushed by a wave and I felt my back just go again. Not as bad, but it put me uh, back 
backwards for about uh, about three days, and that's why I haven't been on the live stream because uh, I wasn't able to sit again. I'm I, I, if I could sit, I'll live stream. You know what's weird? I'll tell you what's weird. I always thought Alex Jones was just a piece of crap. I really did, and he was on our show uh, a bunch back in the day, and I thought it was pretty obvious that he was just full of crap. Um, is he entertaining? Of course he is. He was entertaining on the radio show over the years. Uh, Trump was very entertaining on the show over the years. But I separated the two. I, I didn't. I didn't respect uh, uh, Trump after after he was on our radio show, and I, I never respected Alex Jones and what he put those families through uh, from the Sandy Hook thing. I, I think he's just complete garbage. So uh, he had a tough day in court yesterday, and I just simply tweeted, Alex Jones is garbage. The amount of people that are sitting there trying to defend Alex Jones, I'm like, Get, go, go, away. go somewhere else. Just go somewhere else. These poor families in Sandy Hook, you know, they had to deal with some horrific crap, and then you got Alex Jones trying to tell the world that it never happened. I mean, he's just pure garbage. There's a lot of C's out there. We were discussing this on the beach. Were there always a lot of C's? Were there always a lot of bastards? And then social media just made it very, very easy. That's the question today. Has society changed where now there's just more C's? Or did we always have C's out there? I don't know the answer. I just know... I know back in the day, um, you know, you were allowed... You were allowed to just punch someone in the face. I think, I think, I think when there's no consequences whatsoever, it makes it so much easier to be a C. And what I mean by that, you could go on your social media, you could, you could um, make fake accounts all day long, and you could just be a C towards people. And, you know, no one's ever going to find out who you are or anything, because I guess that's become a weird thing, too. You can't dox people. I've never doxed people. But I guess, like, the rules are you could get a fake account with a fake name and throw some horrendous crap at someone. And then that person gets so mad they want to figure out who you are and they dox you. And then you're the problem. That's how messed up the world has gotten. I've never doxed anyone. I never encouraged uh, anyone to dox uh, people. But... I don't know, man. If you're not using your real name. But we can't re- use our real names because we'll get in trouble at work. Is one of the excuses. Ah, it's it's just a, it's just a mess. Uh, Anthony is best friends with Alex Jones. I, I don't know about that. I know. I, I've said this a bunch. I, I think Anthony knows how to bamboozle people. Because back in the day we had uh, Donald Trump who then became president as we all know. He was on our show a lot. He gave us great radio. He was really, really entertaining. And as soon as he hung up, me and Anthony would look at each other. You know, even though we, me and Anthony didn't really like each other, we did bond over a lot of stuff over the years, which was so, which made it so weird. It was like we liked each other uh, when the mics were on, but as soon as the mics were off, we just couldn't stand each other. And then, and then that bled over to when the mics were on, unfortunately. And then, then you saw the decline of the fucking show. But... Um, after Donald Trump would hang up, me and him would look at each other like he's a pompous ass that is so full of himself. And then, like, fast forward, like, I guess 
I guess Ant, um, I guess he's a supporter of Trump. Like, that's not the guy that presented himself to me. That's why I think, I think Anthony knows how to bamboozle people. Because the same thing happened with Alex Jones. We used to, we used to call Alex Jones in Texas and he'd be all groggy and half asleep and he'd be babbling about insane things. And as far as the radio show goes, I, I thought it was great, great radio. And then as soon as he hung up, same thing. Me and Ant would look at each other like this buffoon. And then you fast forward and then Anthony's like uh, filling in for Alex Jones. Like, I ask you this today. Who the hell is Anthony Cumia? I don't know. And I, I was a guy that, uh, you know, was in the same room with him for close to 20 years. And as I sit here in 2022, I couldn't tell you who the guy is. No, I don't know who the real guy is. And that's the God's honest truth. Can you imagine all that other crap they're going to find on Alex Jones's phone? No kidding, man. No kidding. But anyway, so I just said he's garbage because it just bothers me. You know, one of the one of the victims of the Sandy Hook, uh, the victims, uh, fathers of the Sandy Hook uh, massacre, basically said Alex Jones made his life a living hell. Like he had to deal with that tragedy, then he had to deal with all these people coming after him because Alex Jones is trying to start a conspiracy that the whole thing didn't happen. And so, you know, it got the best of me yesterday, and I just I just tweeted Alex Jones is garbage. And then, uh, to the amazement of the people that do support me, they're like, who are these fucking people that? are going after you now because you called Alex Jones garbage. And then they act in a way like, uh, it's my loss that they're not supporters of me. I'm like, go. Go support the devil if you have to. Uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon hated each other for a while, too. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think Keith Richards and Mick Jagger really liked each other either. The Gallagher brothers certainly didn't like each other. There's a, there's a lot of examples of that. Um, look, you know, I, I'll say something new. I think when you're uh, working with someone every single day, day in and day out, you're seeing that person more than pretty much uh, my girlfriend at the time, and then, of course, uh, my girlfriend uh, becomes my wife. I think that plays into it as well, and then it's a pressure cooker. You know, you got a big successful project or a creative thing going on, and... Uh, it's like uh, riding a Bronco. You Every day, you're like just trying to hold on and uh, keep the show going and keep the popularity going, which means uh, keeping the money coming in. And uh, there's a lot of pressure to it. I mean, when you're a listener of a, of a radio show that you really, really enjoy, you think it's uh, nice and easy and it's fun for you because all you have to do is turn the damn thing on. But there's a lot that goes into that. And um, I think, unfortunately, uh, that's one of the things that got the best of us. I mean, one of many, but uh, when you're when you're that close uh, creatively with somebody, seeing them day in and day out, it's uh, it's a lot, and the tension is there, and then you're just uh, you know you're just uh, what is it called uh, a powder keg, waiting to go off. Oh, that's just more horseshit. They always point out how Opie wasn't as funny as Kumia. And Jimmy, and I do agree with that, but Opie made those two way more funny, and also Opie was... Of course I was funny. There's plenty of examples of me being funny, so when people try to throw that garbage at me, I'm like... What I I hate is the complete dishonesty of of people, and that's how it works. If you don't like someone, then you're all in. You're all in. Next thing, you you can just say whatever you want about that person and try to make it a reality. But the fact is... 
was I the funniest in the room? Yeah, there were days I was the funniest in the room. But uh, on, a, on a regular basis, of course I wasn't the funniest. I, I know that. And, and I'm more than fine with that. But then that turns into that I was never funny. And it's just like, it, it's just, it's just exhausting. Yeah, Joe Rogan's friends with Alex Jones, right? I wonder how he's going to handle that garbage. As, as more and more of the real Alex Jones comes out through this lawsuit and as we move forward. I mean, uh, how is Joe Rogan going to handle that? They're buddy buddies, aren't they? I mean, it's weird because the the A show ended uh, over eight years ago. I've lost track. I think at least eight years ago. And, uh, you know, as a human being, you're constantly growing and changing. So I'm a much different person than even eight years ago when the show ended. Um, and then sometimes I do listen to old stuff because I'm trying to find something. But I rarely do listen to Opie and Anthony audio. And... Uh, Sometimes I'm like I don't I don't really recognize that person anymore. It's weird to me. Um, first off, I talked like a dude, like a surfer when I first came to New York, and um, I don't I don't think I have many regrets. I don't think that I would do a lot of that same stuff today. But I don't really can't go through life. One of the things you uh, you can't go through life with a lot of regrets. I don't think I don't think you're. I don't think you uh, completely skate. I think as you get older, you do have some regrets, but you you try to go through life without having too many regrets. I think is uh, the place you need to be with that. Um, hey, oh, what's up? Been listening to uh, old Owen A and really don't get the hate. Jimmy and you and Anthony were giving us gold most of the time. Keep it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. Everyone everyone picked sides, you know, and uh, that's that's human nature. I got I got my people. That support me and like what I do uh, now. And I've never really encouraged those people. I said never really. I don't think I ever encouraged those people to go after uh, uh, Jimmy or Anthony. I, But I have to make it clear. And I have to point out the bullshit. And I have to also make it clear I just don't like those guys. At all at this point. Do you ever talk to Bill Burr? I, um, yes, I do talk to Bill Burr. Not a lot. Um, I texted him recently about his Netflix special, saying how great it was, and it was really, really good and really, really dark, and I love how he was calling out all sorts of things. Uh, it's just weird where comedy is, because in this society of ours, if you're making fun of, like, like uh, these tough topics, then then all these social justice warriors go after you. What are, whatever happened to comedians just taking the piss out of these uh, these heavy topics and finding the laughs? And that's where it should just sit. Just laugh. Even if he's making fun of your group or your side, if it's funny, just laugh. But now, man, it's dissected that, you know, that this person doesn't like trans people because he made some trans jokes. It's, it's exhausting what has happened to the comedy world and these comedians. Whatever happened to just laughing at yourselves? I don't know why we're wound so, so, so tight. I know we got two sides and we're battling it out. And I've said this many times. The Civil War has begun already. It's being fought online. But whatever happened to just sitting back and laughing? Even, even if it's a joke about you or your side. What's wrong with that? I don't even know when that started. I would love to know the jumping off point of that. I mean, George Carlin was absolutely amazing. 
I was fortunate enough to see him a, a few times. One time for one of the HBO tapings, I actually sat in the front row. But when they were doing crowd shots, this is probably too inside. I was excited. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to show me in the crowd uh, for one of these George Carl and HBO specials. But he films, a lot of these comedians, they film two, two sets. They wear the exact same clothes. This is what Patrice O'Neill did for Elephant in the Room. I remember going backstage after the first, um, the first set with Patrice O'Neill, and the clothes he had on were just completely drenched in sweat. And he had to get ready for the, the second show. And I remember hanging on the, uh, on the rack right there was the exact same clothes for the second set so he could go out there, you know, in nice, brand-new, dry, crisp uh, clothes. And then, of course, the editors, they take the two sets and they make one special and it makes it look like it was just one, uh, one set. Long story. I, it's a long way to go. But with George Carlin, I sat in the front row. And it turns out the crowd shots they were showing where I was sitting... <laughs> It was a completely different person because they were using, I guess they liked those crowd reaction shots better than, than the set we were watching. And I, I try to tell people, but I was sitting right there. And they're like, sure you were. <laughs> sure you were. Do you think Alex Jones and Ann speak? We, I, I don't know. I don't care. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All right, let me go get a cup of coffee. Let me put a, a good comment up there. Let me, let me, uh, uh, oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'll answer that when I get back. Check out the ocean and watch the world go by. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped. From pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in Below the Belt Grooming is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code OPOPIE. Look, now that my back is back to 100%, the first thing I did was grab my Manscaped razor to take care of my pubes. Oh my God, it's been a long month. (laughs) There was a lot going on down there. Love the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It has everything you need to prepare that summer bod inside this package. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. By the way, it's waterproof. Did you know that? You could do this in the shower. You got the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. So basically, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to read all these bullet points. Basically, get all trimmed down and smell fresh. That's what it's all about. Oh, they got a nail grooming kit, too, which I really, really like, you know, for your funky toes. All right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code OPOPIE at manscaped.com. It makes a great gift. And if you're trying to support the podcast, at the very least, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code OPOPIE at manscaped.com. 
It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. Manscaped.com. Promo code Opie. What was the question? Chuck Jones. Okay. Why was Patrice never given a full-time job on the ONA show? Okay. The fact is that I did a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. I mean, most of it. And it's one of the things I am absolutely bitter about. Because some of the stuff was absolutely not fun whatsoever. At the time of Patrice's death, he had a contract that was on the desk of management at Sirius XM to do a regular gig on our channel. That's where he wanted to be. He loved stand-up, obviously, and he was going to continue the stand-up. But he also wanted to get off the road. He didn't like the, the grind of the road. So I was working with him, helping him try to get a show. I would absolutely meet with management all the fucking time. And uh, the fact is, at the end of his life, Patrice had a contract to, to join uh, the Opie, Opie, oh, I almost said Opie uh, radio channel, the Opie and Anthony channel. And it wasn't meant to be. But there is a contract out there somewhere. I wonder if it's in a file still at SiriusXM. I, I have no idea, obviously. That was just waiting for Patrice's uh, signature. And, and Patrice, you know, he was negotiating. And he, he was trying to get a little more money with his people and stuff. But, um, and, and that was it. One of the last times I saw Patrice was in the lobby of SiriusXM. And we were talking about that very contract. And he was pretty excited about it. Um... The last time I saw Patrice O'Neill, haven't told this story in a while, but um, he was playing Caroline's, and he was with his girlfriend. I would go to that little green room. They had a tiny little green room at Caroline's. It was just a, a shit box with a bathroom, and uh, Patrice was just in his element, holding court. He had food all over the place. Not that Patrice was a big eater. I never really saw him eat a lot, but, you know, he had this and that. And he was just chilling. I believe it was in between shows. They were getting the late show together. And I walked in. I think there were a couple other people from the Opie and Anthony show there. I'm not positive who at this point. And, um, and Patrice looked up and he was like, you came? I'm like, fuck yeah. I said, any chance I get to see you, uh, I'm going to see you. And he was, he was touched that I was at this Caroline's gig, which was weird because I... I, uh, I try to show up for a lot of these comedians when they were in town and uh, support them. And I, especially back then, I really, really loved um, loved comedy. So we babbled, and he's just, he was just funny all the time, which made it so weird. I've, I've said this over the years, and, and it is the truth. When you saw Patrice O'Neill, there were, there were times you would watch him, and, and you weren't, sure if if it was written material or if he was just going off the cuff and i believe it was a little of both because he had no problem just going on stage and just making it up as he went he was that funny so he's in the green green room holding court just making everyone i mean everyone laugh the waitress is coming in and he's quickly making her laugh as she's checking in on him so then uh it was time for for his set dude you look rough i i uh i i woke up <laughs> I got to explain to this guy because he's very, very concerned. He probably wants to have sex with me, I would assume. Uh, I'm sorry I don't look my best, but I, I rolled out of bed. I've had a bad back. I got ocean hair because we went uh, in the ocean yesterday. 
and I chose not to take a shower because I have a wonderful life where I could just, you know, not have to take a shower and get all pretty every day. And I said at the beginning of the, uh, the live stream that I probably should have taken a shower and put some water on my face. So I hope you're okay with that explanation, okay? I'll look all nice and pretty for you soon. So then you can push down those feelings you have. Um, anyway. So then uh, I go, Patrice, I want to go check out your set. He's like, you're going to stay? I'm like, fuck yeah. So I was sitting, if uh, like it matters, I was sitting uh, against the wall to Patrice's left. So I could only see like his, his profile. And I was uh, watching him laughing. He, he always had new stuff. I mean, a lot of these comedians, you, you would see them year after year, and you're like, you're doing a big chunk of your set that I saw last year. Now with Patrice, he he changed it up almost every almost every night, it seemed like, because he had a lot to say and a lot to get out. So I, I watched him for a little while, you know. And then I was like, all right, I, I think I saw about a half hour. And then I slowly walked out of Caroline's. I'm sneaking out. I'm trying to stay low. So I'm not in anyone's way as Patrice is killing at Caroline's. I just remember laughter every 15 seconds, which I'm not sure what the formula is. But if you're a comedian, you want to laugh in like every 20 or 30 seconds minimum. And he had that going. It was just one laugh after another as I'm walking out of the joint. And I remember it was weird. Like, maybe it's weird because he's no longer with us. But I remember I was walking, hearing the laughter behind me. And I, uh, I turned one last time to look at Patrice on stage. <clears throat> and I kind of like nodded to myself like, God damn, this guy's in his element, you know. And I was very, very happy for him. And, uh, and then I turned and walked out of Caroline's. And uh, that's my, my last memory of Patrice being alive. That was it. That was the last time I saw him. Holy shit, the 20-year anniversary for Sex for Sam is right around now. And the only reason I know that... Is because today is my dad's birthday. He would have been 92 years old, which is insane. Uh, I was talking about this with the kids on the beach yesterday. My grandma, if she was alive, would be 112. And I remember her being alive like it was yesterday. But if she was still alive, she'd be 112. That's whatever. That's just insane. But I got fired for the Sex for Sam thing, me and Anthony, right around my dad's birthday. Or right around their anniversary, which is also coming up. I think it was more around my parents' anniversary, um, which was, uh, well, I think it was the 15th. So someone out there that, that knows the ONA crap better than I, they, they can tell me the exact day. But the reason, oh, this, this actually works because it's like the 20-year anniversary. The reason we got fired for the Sex for Sam thing, first of all, they didn't fire us. They paid us every single penny. They just didn't want our voices on the radio anymore because they knew they didn't have anything against us. That show that day, you know, you had to follow uh, FCC regulations, and we did. There was nothing. Uh, there was nothing in there that the FCC could have went after us or the radio company at the time, CBS Radio. So they didn't really have anything on us uh, technically, but they had every right because we were under contract to uh, yank us off the air and pay every single penny that they owed us, which they did. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie to you. Two years, three months, just having money flowing into your bank account and you didn't have to do anything, not bad. But the, the, the other side of that was the amount of bonus money we lost and, the, and our stock going from here all the way down to here when we moved to uh, satellite radio. So, 
You know, we were absolutely damaged goods when we came back on the radio in 2004. But the only reason that we got fired for Sex for Sam, not fired, put on the beach, but uh, you understand. Mel Carmenson literally told me, he's like, I don't want to do this, but I can't make money off you guys anymore. They weren't morally mad that uh, a couple allegedly did what they did at St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral. They were more mad that because of that radio bit that uh, we were damaged goods and we could hurt a lot of their other properties. Because back in the day, it used to be a radio company with a bunch of radio stations. But at that time, in 2002, they were expanding. So not only was it a radio company, it was also a TV company. They owned CBS. And then they owned Blockbuster, which was obviously a big deal at the time. And then they owned movie studios and all these other properties And what Mel Carmenson was thinking at the time was, not only are you guys damaged goods in the radio world, you know, it it makes it tougher for advertisers to advertise on our show when we got that hanging over our head. Uh, He was also thinking that we could hurt all of their business, or businesses, I should say. And he told me, he's like, that's that's why we got to sit you, we'll pay out your contract, and then you guys are done with us after that. Um, it wasn't because they found morals because of uh, the radio bit and then and because we pissed off an entire religion. They didn't care about that. In the end, it's like, because you guys did this, now we can't make money off you, so now we got to do this. And that's just how it goes in the corporate world. <laughs> Bravo, Jesse. I know, when you start doing dumb numbers like that, I get it. If Jesus was still alive, he'd be 20... 22 years old. Very, very nice. Or I should have said 2022, but uh, maybe maybe some dyslexia kicked in right there at, the, at that very moment. Um, speaking of that, my dad was into filming shit when he was a, a much younger lad. And he would be 92 years old today. Man, love you, miss you, pops. This day used to really, really suck for many, many years. But now, like, when I think of my dad, I, I kind of smile. And did he just kick my Wi-Fi down to nothing? As I mentioned him, that's kind of creepy. Are you giving me a sign, Dad? My dad liked to film stuff as a young lad, which which is pretty amazing because he was born in... Uh, when was he born? 1930? 1930 he was born. Jesus. And one of the things he filmed that we actually saw... You know, we did the whole thing where you take your film reels and you put it on, uh, at this point, it was like a DVD or something, and we had a nice uh, viewing party to check out some of my dad's old stuff, and it was really, really cool. But there was um, there was a piece of film that he shot around Christmas, and it was his family, and he's just going like this. And a bunch of these people, I'm like, holy shit, that guy looks just like me. And obviously, it's like, you know... It was my dad's grandfather or my dad's uncle at the time. I don't remember exactly the relationships. but And then my dad explained, like, these guys that you see in this little Christmas thing, that's my grandfather, let's say, or that's my father or whatever. He's like, that guy right there was born in the 1800s. And I'm just like, that's fucking nuts that my dad had footage or we still have it somewhere. I got to find it. Where he uh, has on film guys that were born in the 1800s, just on film, enjoying uh, enjoying a Christmas with their with their uh, friends, with their uh, family, I should say. Jeez, all right, fight <laughs> fight Howard. <laughs> Are you still? T- I've never talked to myself. 
Bro, I've never talked to myself. You're gaslighting and projecting. Jim Norton used to talk to himself all the fucking time. I say used to because I haven't seen him in many years, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I've never talked to myself. Let me get rid of that guy. See, this is what I mean. Like, you know, in this in this world of fake news, you literally have no responsibility. You could say whatever you want, and then, you know, then you feel like you have to defend yourself against this goddamn nonsense. Howard's 6'5 with a four-inch reach. I would take on Howard in a second. He's a wimp. He doesn't... I've seen him enough where he, the guy doesn't even have a hint of a muscle on his entire body. He's a walking veal. His skin color was always weird. I don't know if the guy goes outside. I know, I know he has a pretty big... Uh, I'll say it, a pretty big house relatively close to where I am. I know that much. You would think he would have, uh, you know, uh, a little uh, a little coloring, but uh, the guy I saw many, many times, not a hint of a muscle, and a very unusual color to his skin. Uh, rub your nose if the only reason you kept Norton on board was for the fan base and not talent. We'll end with this. We'll end with this. Jimmy stayed on board because he was very, very talented. And I say was. I don't think he's talented anymore. I really don't. I think Jimmy was great in his element when he was sniping in and out. And then somewhere along the way, he decided he was going to try to take over the entire fucking show. And that's exactly what he did. And then he got obsessed with his dumb voices and he had to squeeze that into everything we did. And uh, I don't think it was good for the, uh, the Opie and Anthony brand in general. But uh, the reason he stayed around so long was because he was very, very talented. 100%. The list of people, and I would love to name the people, but I have relationships with these people so I can't do it to them today. But he knows... How many times management was trying to get rid of him? And not only did I, I got to say it for Anthony as well, we stuck up for Jimmy and kept him, uh, kept him around. He knows it. Big names, huge names, did not want him part of the Opie and Anthony show. And that is a fact. So, uh, no, he's, he's stuck around because he was, he was very, very talented and he did some great, great stuff for the... Uh, the Opie and Anthony show. It wasn't because of his fan base. We gave him his fan base. I hope he knows that. He was just a nobody from uh, from Jersey that had a couple little credits here and there when we met him. And then he was smart with our fan base, and he figured out how to get them all on board on his stuff. And good for him, man. Fair and honest answer. Jimmy knows it. Jimmy knows the, the, the list of people that wanted him gone. All right, I think that's it. I think we've done enough damage today. <laughs> Rogan is funny on radio and podcasts also, but his stand-up is terrible. Um, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Rogan's stand-up in a very different way. I don't think he's that funny um, in general, but he's very, very interesting. Rogan was always very, very interesting. Uh, I didn't laugh hard when I went to see him, but I was entertained. 
I didn't laugh hard was when he was on the radio with us, but I was entertained. He always had some really interesting shit to talk about. Um, in general, I, I think he's just average as far as being someone that's funny. But with that said, he's you know he's got he's got other strengths. Obviously, he's the biggest guy in this game right now. But I don't think he's the biggest guy in this game right now because he's a funny dude. You know, he gets by, but he get, he he's so huge because of how interesting he is and, and uh, you know, and how he opened up his, uh, his podcast to all these people that didn't have a voice before uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. But I enjoyed his uh, stand-up. I really did. Because you sure know fun. Of course I know funny, you idiot. Look at this guy, fake nut. Of course I know funny. Knowing funny and being funny are two different things, by the way. Of course I know funny, and of course at times I was funny. You ain't taking that crap away from me. All right, I'm going to go. There's there's a lot of <laughs> baby boys on this thing today. <laughs> obsessing. How about this? Stop obsessing and go, like, find something else. You know, there's uh, there's... There's a ton of other stuff to check out when I when I do these uh, live streams. You could be listening to Howard if you still like that. You could be listening to the uh, the Opie and Anthony show that is now being done by Jim and Sam. They know that, right? They do realize they're literally just doing the Opie and Anthony show without Opie and without Anthony, right? They they, they at least know that. Or are they at least admitting that? I clicked on uh, one of their social medias the other day. I'm like, this is all stuff we did a million times. They're still talking to... To, to Colin, Quinn, and and Voss is still coming in on a regular basis. So they're literally doing the Opie and Anthony show without Opie and without Anthony. Are they at least admitting that? I leave you with that today.